We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I will discuss the three people who have announced their candidacy for the Oklahoma State Superintendent of Public Instruction job, and why, at this point, you should not vote for any of them. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Today's topic is the Oklahoma State Superintendent of Public Instruction job. It's coming open in 2022 because Joy Hoffmeister, the current holder of that position, is terming out. And that's a good thing because, quite frankly, she's been awful. She's been terrible. Oklahoma education has not been represented well. But that's a different story for a different time. What we have right now is three people who have announced their candidacy, and I'm going to tell you why none of them should receive your support, at least not yet, because none of them have said anything concerning the key issues, the key problems, the major challenges that we face in our educational system in the United States, in Oklahoma. In whatever state you live in, if you're listening from some state other than Oklahoma right now. And if you're listening and you're tempted to tune out because you don't live in Oklahoma, please don't, because this issue is critical. This is not just an Oklahoma problem. This is a national problem. This is a national cancer. And as I've said many times on this show, you don't cure cancer with Band-Aids. If we don't recognize that we've got to go to the source of the disease and that we need to address the ideas that are being inculcated in our progeny, in the next generation of leaders in the United States, if we don't recognize that the mess we're in right now, in our nation, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our culture, in our state, in our churches, if we don't recognize that the cause of the concern right now starts with the ideas that we're teaching to our children, then all is lost. And if you have candidates running to lead education in your community or in your state who are not acknowledging this, then they should not receive your vote. This is what I'm going to talk about today on The Rebellion. Let's take a break and acknowledge our sponsors, and when I get back, I'll share with you the names of the three candidates for this position, this position of the State Superintendent of Public Education in the state of Oklahoma. I'll share with you their three names and why you shouldn't support any of them until they start addressing the issues that matter. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. Okay, I'm going to share with you the three names of the three candidates, those people who have announced thus far 
for the state superintendent of public instruction position here in the state of Oklahoma. I'm going to share with you their names, and I'm going to tell you why none of them have earned your vote yet, and why you should not vote for any of them if they don't respond and share with you what they're going to do about the ideas that I'm going to bring up right now, about the issues that I am going to remind you of right now. And again, if you don't live in Oklahoma, keep listening, stay tuned, because this is an issue in your backyard as well as in ours. If you live in Ohio or Nebraska or Kansas or Arkansas or New York or Pennsylvania or California, ideas matter. Ideas always have consequences. And if your schools are teaching bad ideas, you're going to have bad results. You're going to have bad culture as the result of bad education. Garbage in, garbage out. And our schools cannot wash their hands of the mess we're in. If they try to do that, if they would like to try to pretend that they don't have anything to do with the mess that we're suffering right now in our culture, then they have tacitly admitted that what they do is inconsequential. They spend more time with our children than any other entity in our culture, arguably even the kid's parents. Does your kid spend more time in church or in his school? Does your kid spend more time with you discussing the ideas that matter with regard to the given cultural debate, or does he or she spend more time in his school discussing those issues? The answer is clear. There's a disproportionate influence that the school has over the development of the human mind and the human soul, and we need to pay attention to that fact and elect leaders who represent a solution rather than those that will just double down on the lunacy. Okay, back to the story of the three individuals who have announced their candidacy for this position. The position, again, of State Superintendent of Public Instruction for the state of Oklahoma. I'm going to use the Oklahoman as my source for the next uh, couple minutes as I rattle off these three individuals' names as well as a brief summary of their experience and credentials. The headline in the Oklahoman is this, Education Secretary Ryan Walters joins April Grace and John Cox in the race for the state school's superintendent. Oklahoma Education Secretary Ryan Walters will join two longtime school district leaders in the race to become the state's top education official, says the Oklahoman. Frankly, that opening sentence is enough to cause me concern, and it should cause you to raise an eyebrow too, because if you've been a long-time school district leader, the first question I have of you, and the first question you should have of all of these candidates who are long-time leaders within education within the state of Oklahoma, the first question should be, well, what have you done? What have you done to fix the problem? What have you done to address the issues? What have you done? Because clearly, we have a problem right now. Clearly, our culture is unraveling. Clearly, our schools are missing the mark. Don't you agree? And if you want to argue otherwise, I'd like you to defend that. So anyway, back to the article. As the Oklahoman summarizes, Walters has been a public school teacher for eight years. He taught in the high school 
at McAllister Public Schools and at Millwood Public Schools. And this article says that he taught government and history. Walters is also the executive director of Every Kid Counts in Oklahoma. It's an education advocacy organization, as defined by the Oklahoman. And he's also served as Oklahoma's education secretary. It was an appointed position granted to him by Governor Stitt. The second candidate is April Grace, and her credentials are as follows. She's been an educator for 30 years, and she has led the Shawnee District since 2016. The third candidate is John Cox. Now, he's been an educator for 36 years and a district superintendent for 27. This is his third bid for this position, the state superintendent's job. But here's an interesting fact. It's the first time he's run for this position as a Republican. In other words, he's a Democrat who's now running under the guise of being a Republican when he's truly not. That should disqualify him right off the bat for you. Because even if you're a Democrat, you've got to admit that this guy is lying. He's not a Republican. He's pretending to be one because he knows he doesn't have a snowball's chance in Texas of winning in Oklahoma if he were to admit that he is what he is. So he is changing his stripes, he's changing his colors, and he's running as something he's not. Now, as we consider these candidates, I think it's important that you listen to what they've said as they've announced their candidacy. Okay, here's what Walter says. As an educator myself, I have always enjoyed following my students and seeing how their education in my classroom and countless others directly contributed to their personal success. I will not stop until every Oklahoma student is given the educational opportunities to succeed to their highest potential. That is what is driving my run for state superintendent. That's Ryan Walters. Now, what does Grace say? What does she have to say about her reasons for running? Well, here it is. I've always believed it is my job to serve the students and families in my school community in a way that allows every single student to find success. I look forward to the opportunity to take my experiences and use them in serving the more than 700,000 students and their families across the great state of Oklahoma. Close quote. Well, what does Cox have to say? This is his opening salvo. It's time to stand up for the great things we are doing in public education and continue to work hard for the betterment of our children. I look forward to having conversations with the people of Oklahoma about the future of public schools and quality public education. Well, really, really, what did any of these candidates say? What did they say that's of any value whatsoever? Did any of them tell you that they even understand that we're facing some serious problems in education in our country and in our culture? Did any of them say anything that acknowledges that we have a cancer of heart, mind, and soul, and that cancel culture and political correctness and identity politics and all of these issues that are headline news day after day after day go back to the schools and what we've been teaching our kids? Did any of them acknowledge 
that we have a problem with critical race theory and critical theory in general? Did any of them say that they're going to address this? How about Black Lives Matter and its, and its mission statement to queer the patriarchal family, the nuclear family of the United States? Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Are they going to address it? Do they even know that the problem exists? How about the alphabet soup lunacy of LGBTQIA+. How about that? Where did that come from? Is it possible that what we've been teaching in our schools actually produced this confusion in the first place? Do they understand that if we don't address these issues, this CRTBLMLGBTQIA nonsense, that it will be the death of our state and the death of our nation? Do they get it? Or do they just want to be Joy Hoffmeister lookalikes? Do they just want to assume the mantle of authority and continue teaching the same failed ideas? What do they think? Why are they announcing their candidacy and not acknowledging any of this? Why are they just using this nebulous language like, I look forward to having a conversation about furthering the excellent education we provide to our kids here in the state of Oklahoma. Why aren't they talking about the ideas, the big ideas, and frankly, the broken ideas that have been front and center within education for decades here in the United States, here in Oklahoma, and here in our own backyard? Why? Well, I can tell you why. It's because they know that if they say what I'm saying right now, that the OEA will come unglued. They know that the Chamber of Commerce will unleash the dogs. They know that the teachers' unions will lose their minds if they say anything remotely similar to what I'm saying right now. Because how dare you criticize public education? How dare you? They won't answer questions like, are you in favor of BLM or aren't you? They won't talk about critical race theory, will they? How about boys in the girls' locker rooms? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Are they going to stand against cancel culture? Are they going to support academic freedom and intellectual liberty? Should teachers be left alone to teach their students how to read and how to write and how to count? Or should they be forced to spend all of their waking hours on the insanity and the asininity of implicit bias and all other things woke? How about Common Core? Oh, well, we've moved beyond Common Core. Well, really, have we? Or did we just label it something else and we're continuing to pursue the same failed ideas? These are key questions. These are key questions. And someone needs to ask them. These people can bloviate all they want about standards and curriculum review and blah, 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 blah. But until we force them to confront the nonsense of anti-racism and white privilege and identity politics, subjective identity claims rather than biological facts, until we start forcing 
our leaders to return to the time-tested truths of teaching that 2 plus 2 is 4 and not the product of white privilege, we're wasting our money and we're destroying our progeny with our own tax dollars. Well, I've got more. I mean, here's some more questions. Do these candidates believe that we should be teaching the Constitution as a good thing? That's an interesting question, isn't it? Do they hold that America is an exceptional nation, exceptional in a positive way? Should our students be taught this? How about this one? Do they want to empower parents to have more input and get more involved? Or do they want to somehow remove the parents from the equation by giving minors authority to make major decisions, life-altering decisions, body-altering decisions without the parent's consent. What are their views on this kind of stuff? Why aren't they talking about this? Why are they talking in generalities rather than addressing these key themes? Do they believe in the science of biology and physiology and genetics and DNA? Are they going to call upon our schools to start teaching that stuff as objective facts rather than the contrived subjective human identity claims that are prevailing across our culture right now? How about a positive history of the United States rather than the divisive rhetoric of those who seek to divide and conquer us? Where do they stand on that? Well, do they agree that 100% of our school time should be spent on reading and writing and mathematics and history and science and not on politics? Do they agree with that? How about the whole identity nonsense that's prevailing right now? That if I feel that my identity is different than my biological reality, that that's what you must honor. Have they even talked about where that will lead, the inevitable consequences of dumbing down human identity to nothing but feelings and fabrications and dysphoria? What do they believe about America's founding? Are our founding principles good or bad? How about Martin Luther King Jr.'s beliefs? Do they support them? Do they believe that we should judge one another by the content of our character and that no one, no one should ever be judged because of the color of his skin? I I could go on and on and on, but you're not hearing any of this from these candidates. And in my view, that's a joke. Nobody should be seriously considered for this job if they aren't asking these questions and if they're not willing to lead. If they're just going to follow culture rather than lead, then why in the world would you elect them to a leadership role? Do they believe that our school systems are broken? Do they believe that education is less than what it could be because of being broken? Do they believe that the schools have some role in creating the mess that we're in right now? If they don't want to admit this, then they're not worth their salt and they should never be in the state's payroll in the first place. And they have no place and no business leading. We aren't going to get out of this mess, people, until we admit what ails us. You can't 
cure the disease until you've got proper diagnosis. Again, you don't cure cancer if you're just going to continue to put band-aids on it. You've got to go to the source. You've got to go to the carcinogens that you're consuming in the first place. And if you're feeding your kids, your progeny, the next generation of leaders, ideological carcinogens, they're going to get cancer of heart, mind, and soul. And you're not going to fix it by putting band-aids of standards and curriculum review on the disease. You've got to admit that there were some bad ideas in the first place that led you to this place. Here's another question. How about House Bill 1775, which is the law of Oklahoma right now? It was passed by the House, and Governor Stitt signed it into law. Thank you, Governor Stitt. I'm grateful that you did. But will the new superintendent of public instruction enforce it? Will he or she do anything about it? What if you have teachers that are ignoring it? What are you going to do? How are you going to enforce it? Maybe stuff like this. Are, are you going to have a hotline directly to your office so that parents and students can report violations? Are you going to be proactive or are you just going to be reactive? Are you going to maybe give some suggestions to teachers and administrators on curriculum that would teach against racism rather than perpetuate the racial conflict that's being fueled right now by critical race theory and all things therein? Are you going to teach people that character matters and not color? Are you going to tell them why? On and on and on. We, we need to be talking about this stuff. But we have three candidates that have announced that have announced that they want to lead education in the state of Oklahoma. And what you're hearing about all of these questions that I've just fielded is crickets. Nothing. Nothing. So what's going to change? What's going to change if we don't have leaders that see any need for change? If they're just going to celebrate the state of education and say we just need to continue to do more of the same failed stuff, then why in the world would you think you're going to have any positive outcomes? Again, Richard Weaver, 1948, ideas have consequences. When you teach bad ideas, you're going to get bad Culture, bad kids, bad country, bad community. When you teach conflict, when you teach divisive rhetoric, when you seek to divide rather than unite, you shouldn't be surprised with what you see in the daily news. You know, I spent my entire career in education. About 34 years, I think, is about what it was. I was once asked, what changed over the period of time where you were involved in education when you made your career in the ivory tower? Well, I think the thing that changed most was we moved from a pre-modern, modern way of thinking. And I've talked about it before on this show. Pre-modern was when we acknowledged that there were self-evident truths endowed to us by our creator, that there was wisdom, there was truth with a capital T that came outside the con context of your own wishes, your own desires, your own feelings. There was something out there 
the truth could be understood as a self-evident revelation. Thus, the founding documents of our country and our culture. Self-evident truths. That's language that acknowledges the pre-modern mindset. And then we have the modern mindset, which is the respect for science, the respect for facts. As Ben Shapiro says, the facts don't care about your feelings. That was the pre-modern, modern mindset. Well, what changed during my time in education was we abandoned that paradigm and we embraced postmodern assumptions. We abandoned the very concept of self-evident truths and we embraced subjective feelings over objective facts. It's almost as if we now give degrees and opinions and we celebrate the fact that our graduates have an opinion rather than that they actually learn something about what's good and what's true and what's beautiful, about those self-evident truths. We disparage the Constitution in our country rather than teach our progeny the values and the virtues of our country and our Constitution. The ivory tower now laughs at such dialogue and such discussion, such ideas. We've politicized morality, and now we've politicized science and even medicine. The alphabet soup of identity politics, as I said, BLM, SJW, LGBTQIA+, and its degradation of the human being is what's changed so dramatically. And until we start talking about this stuff honestly, we're going to have the loss of human rights because we no longer believe in the right ideas of what a human being is in the first place. It's no wonder you see Title IX being a joke right now and women losing their rights because the anti-human agenda of the left has prevailed. We need educational leaders that will call a spade a spade and correct course rather than rather than just doubling down on the same failed ideas and failed agenda and failed education. So, we need to be asking these candidates to respond to some of this stuff. Or maybe we should just ignore them because they should have proactively brought it to our attention in the first place. Remember this, in times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. And no one who doesn't understand that should ever be charged to lead education here in Oklahoma or any place else for that matter. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.